The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. So until I actually go to sleep, you see, it's this whole form this This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Doctor Who, Supremacy of the Cybermen number one. For the Cybermen's 50th anniversary, you will be deleted. Exiled from Gallifrey at the very end of time, Rassilon's fallen leader of the Time Lords has been captured by the last of the Cybermen. Now the Cybermen have access to time travel. With it, every defeat is now a victory. Every foe is now dead or cyberized. Titan Comics 2016 Doctor Who event and the biggest Doctor Who story of the year begins here. Speaking of uh, fake English. These are real English. Well, too Scottish, but still. Uh, well, I was saying none of them look like any uh, fake English doctors that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, what, what, the what's, likenesses aren't, aren't. So let's talk about the art first because um, cover art for the mm-hmm. series – for everything that Titan Comics has done with the cover art has been really pretty good as far as the likenesses of the Doctors. And this is the big Doctor Who Supremacy of the Cybermen uh, five, I think it's a five-week event mm-hmm. that features uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So all yes. the current modern uh, Doctors are right. involved in this, as well as some real companions from the TV show and some like uh, Cindy Lou Who who um, apparently okay. have a Doctor Who, a doc, uh, Dr. Seuss uh, is one of the nine doctors as well. Incorrect. You were, you actually, the last summer when we recorded, when we uh, reviewed the mm-hmm. previous crossover, mm-hmm. we met Gabby and Alice. Mm-hmm. Cindy is Gabby's roommate, friend, something, and they're traveling with the 10th Doctor. Right. Uh, and then, of course, we have Rose. But so throughout the throughout the issue, so 12th Doctor looks like mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi, looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, 11th Doctor kind of looks like Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. So we get to see some prehistoric action there. Yeah. But man, when we get to 10, who the <laughs> F is this guy? They do not have a likeness that looks like David Tennant. There's some scary ten in this. Uh, there's a, there's one panel. I think it's like you know what you need 11. to you need to uh, adjust your microphone. It sounds, sounds like you got a short. Maybe unplug it and plug it back in. Hello, have a nap. Was it going Robo Sam? Yeah. Hi, I'm back. Okay. How about now? Yeah, go ahead. There is a panel on, I believe, page 11, where the 10th Doctor is staring directly at the reader. Yeah. And 
I, I fear for my immortal soul. Well, it, and then if you go a couple pages down after they've been abducted by the um, uh, Santarans, mm-hmm. he looks like he looks like um, uh, freaking uh, Dirk Gently from one of the Dirk Gently series from <laughs> earlier on. So I don't know what's going on, how they lost uh, a Tenth Doctor likeness rights. I don't think they lost the rights. I I don't think that well, the artists can. I get also it. notice, and I also notice that they have uh, some different artists throughout. They've got this guy named uh, Tazio uh, ben- Betten, who mm-hmm. is doing the art on pages eighteen through twenty, which roughly correspond in the digital copy that IDW sent us yep. with the tenth Doctor page or the um, yeah tenth Doctor pages. And, I wonder if he's wow. the, the regular artist on Ten series. I haven't been reading Ten. I would, I would hope not, because if that's the regular artist, then they've got some serious problems. Because this looks nothing like the Doctor. He's far too bulky. He looks like he needs to get on the stairmaster and uh, do some sit-ups. He's kind of, he's kind of doughy. Doughy Doctor. Yeah, nobody wants a doughy Doctor. And then, uh, I mean, they do a good job with uh, with Nine and with Captain Jack. Um, not so much with uh, Rose. It's very difficult to draw Rose. I don't think I've ever seen Billy Tyler look like Billy Tyler in an adaptation comic. I, I think I would rather have... I think I'd rather have just straight-up cartoony versions, because, you know, uh, Cindy Wu is... Um, and and uh, Gabby... Are mm-hmm. characters that look a little bit more, you know, they're not based on a human character, right? They're more stylized, comic style. Yeah, characters. and I would, I would hope that if you know, if they're going to do that with, you know, minor characters or companions or whatever, then do that with all of the, do that with the doctors as well, because then I could, I could get with it. I, I think the biggest problem though is that I got into the uh, Centauran stuff, and I'm like. Who's this doctor? Which doctor is he supposed to be? Is he like the the fourteenth doctor that we haven't met yet? He's the twenty seventh doctor. It it was just it was the I thought the art was kind of all over the place, and I don't know if those pages were like uh, fill in pages at the last minute that needed to be put in or what was going on. But um, I think that each doctor in this issue is handled by a separate art team. Really? Yes. Um, because, well, actually 12 in the beginning is not the same artist that's doing 12 at the end. So I'm wondering if it's something where the various Doctor Who artists at Titan are swapping chapters. Maybe. It lists uh, Alessandro Vitti and Ivan Rodriguez as the main artists on the book, with Mm. this uh, Tazio Betten as as just the 18 through 20. It just, I don't know. I mean, when we get to the uh, sisterhood of, of Karn, I mean, I knew exactly who they were at the beginning just by seeing them. Uh, yes. And then, you know, the doctor coming out of his TARDIS and making some quip about bottled water. Uh, you know, good stuff, right? I'm clean out of water, yeah. I will say from a writing perspective, I feel like they got the characters pretty solid. I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, um, uh, the only thing that I would have flipped around, I mean, you really couldn't flip it around because they're in two different spaces, but uh, Matt Smith's character would not be the the run doctor. That would be the ninth doctor would be the run doctor. <laughs> but I like the fact that Eleven is in a situation where he's immediately out of his depth and like, oh, right. darn, that didn't work. Right, 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 right. And then yeah. has to go on the lamb. Yeah. So and Big, uh, have I mentioned Big? 
yeah, so the art was, I don't know, I was very disappointed in the art through in this uh, in this issue. That I guess that's an interesting place to start to start with the art, but yeah. man, it really threw me out when I got into certain it, pages. It, it can be, and it's inconsistent. There's actually a couple of pages where nine, and I think it's by dint of the way the inking is done, nine looks very flabby. Mm-hmm. They all kind of do. The thing about the Christopher Eccleston's doctor is not flabby. No, the none He's of them all should like be. sharp edges and cropped hair and stuff. Except, so, yeah. I think um, I was it too was the was the flabby doctor. No, and Sylvester McCoy, I guess I could say is a flabby doctor too. But uh, late the rest period are pretty six trim. doctor is pretty pretty chunky. Oh yeah, 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 I guess so. But you don't ever count him as a real doctor. No, I count him as a real doctor. I just never got to watch a lot of his stuff. Yeah, but eh. so what's I, going on? What's going on with this story? Run us through this story. Well, this story takes place in four different time periods, and Mm -hmm. each time period, the doctors are running into trouble involving, uh, you guessed it, the Cybermen. Oh, really? I couldn't have guessed it by the title of this book. For the title, right? The 12th Doctor has returned to Karn because he can't get to Gallifrey, and he knows that the Sisterhood of Karn has a secret door. Yeah, they do. The 11th Doctor is in the prehistoric past gathering fruit for Madame Vastra Mm -hmm. when he discovers that the Cybermen have already begun somehow in the past – assimilating uh, Vastra's Silurian race. Right. Which is weird. The 10th Doctor ends up in the world's greatest shopping mall where he runs into the Sontarans. Mm-hmm. And the 9th Doctor, Captain Jack and Rose, have discovered that the Cybermen have taken over the Earth in the year 2006. Mm-hmm. Which means that we get a brief uh, view of my favorite modern companion, Jackie Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I I love the fact that she's this middle-aged mom from London and she doesn't take crap even off the doctor. Yeah. It's it's interesting that the Cybermen have, you know, as we, as it's revealed, they have kind of overtaken earth even as far back as 4 billion years. Yes. Uh, They have somehow begun traveling in time and every doctor is separated from their TARDIS in this story. mm Mm-hmm. And there's no explanation of why Nine's TARDIS is out of play. Right. Ten is taking a trip without the TARDIS intentionally. Uh, Twelve crash lands his TARDIS and it isn't working quite right. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's something going on involving maybe the TARDISes themselves or Gallifreyan technology. Well, maybe because, you know, Gallifrey has been hidden away at the end of time to protect mm-hmm. it for and to also um, lock away Rassilon. So he doesn't right. cause any more more problems. So 12, 12 is on Karn, and he's like, listen, ladies, you've got to let me into the secret door that I know you have. And that's when the Cybermen invade. Uh, the doctor slips through the door, arrives on Gallifrey, meets Rassilon, who has been slowly converting into the Cybermen. So the Cybermen are at the end of time. They now have control of time travel. Of Gallifrey. Ooh. They will be deleted. What's interesting to me is they actually give us a setup page at the beginning explaining where in their time stream each doctor comes from. And the 10th doctor is actually coming from the point after he ditched Rose mm-hmm. and beat the Cybermen in, uh, in the next doctor in right. like 2006. Right. I find it interesting that every one of these doctors has already faced Cybermen except for nine. Well, I mean, technically, they've all faced Cybermen before. Well, yes, in the incarnation <laughs> that they are currently locked. In, in the incarnation that they're all the Doctor, all right. the same person, they've all they're encountered not the, the same Cybermen. Guy. They're four different guys, and two of them are Scottish. 
so I kind of dig the story because now I want to find out what the Cybermen are doing, what their yes. plan is, and most importantly, how because of the way that um, uh, Ten is being uh, put onto the Centauran ship, he's like, hey, I'm exactly where I want to be. It seems like maybe all of the doctors have had some kind of communication with one another to bring this all down. I don't know. Ten is the master of the indie ploy, though. Remember, he took out that clockwork spaceship with nothing more than a banana daiquiri. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of dig. Thick face from thick town, thickania. I, I kind of dig on the story, and this is all part of Doctor Who Comics Day. It's an uh, mm -hmm. annual event that Titan Comics puts on. This will be the third anniversary of this. Last year, we did the uh, five doctors that included a little bit of the war doctor in there as well. Uh, the um, uh, event will take place on Saturday. So mm -hmm. if your local comic shop is participating, and I don't know which comic shops are participating because I never received anything from Titan Comics that said which ones were doing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, you should be able to go into your local store if they're participating, and they may have some uh, uh, Doctor Who stuff uh, for you. Uh, okay. It says there's over 2,000 locations, including comic shops, bookstores, retail chains, and libraries. So you might want to go to your library as well. Hmm. I wonder if Borders is participating. Maybe. Or B. Dolphin. Oh, B. Dalton certainly would be doing it. So uh, there you go. So that's that's what's coming up this weekend uh, for Doctor Who Comics Day. Of course, this kind of kicks it off because this is a, um, a I think, believe it's a five part event. I want to say it is five parts because there are four doctors and I think it's this issue has a cover of all four. And then each doctor gets their own big cover and then the big wrap up finale mm -hmm. in issue five. Mm -hmm. Uh, this year's event uh, is supposed to be bigger than previous years with new comics and collections, mer merchandise, variant covers, signings, and even across the globe. Oh, and events across the globe at comic shops, bookstores, blah, 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 and on the digital platform. And they got the ninth doctor who was not part of the previous crossover. No, no, which is interesting. Now, my question is, mm -hmm. you know, generally in the TV series, yes, the doctor's meeting is a big to do. Yes. And it's usually reserved for really major special events. Yeah. The, the only real exception is the two doctors where the second and sixth doctor literally bumped into each other. Right, right, right. And but, then, of course, there are those, you know, weird apocryphal stories. Right. But in general, when you have more than two doctors meeting, it's mm -hmm. for a special occasion, a special event, something that yeah. is supposed to attract a lot of attention. They did and one for those, the 10th anniversary, one for the 20th, one right. for the 50th. Those are usually few and far between. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, I mean, this is the third year of Doctor Who Day. Now, I don't know if they did this on the very first Doctor Who Comics Day or not, but <laughs> this is a year apart and we've already got another major t quote unquote team up between the doctors. Is this pushing it a little bit or is this what we should expect every year? I think that the modern audience especially in spinoff media is conditioned to want to see multi-doctor stories because there are a ton of multi-doctor stories in the big finish audio plays. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of multi-doctor stories in uh, the novels and the, the novelizations. For instance, I have one where the eighth doctor goes back and encounters all seven of his previous selves. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like three times in three years, maybe pushing it, but it's also, comic book continuity to where 12 issues have passed or 10 issues have passed or, you know, for the ninth doctor, no issues. Cause he just got his own series. 
I don't know. It's it, it may be a different expectation of the medium because with television, it's a huge freaking deal. It's a it's a, a, a gigantic pain in the butt to get the doctors together, to get the multiple actors and to coordinate people's schedules and get them in the studio. With comics, the summer crossover blockbuster mess is kind of de rigueur. And I feel like that may be what we're seeing here. That may be reflected in the... <sighs> this is interesting. I do want to go back to last year's crossover and see how long it's been for the doctors in their personal timelines, whether this story actually takes place before last oh, year's yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I can see your point, but I think it's also something that because it's a comic story, it feels like they can get away with it to some mm-hmm. degree. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's because we're in a different medium and because of the way that, you know, storytelling works in the, in the monthly comic chunks, I really feel like it's not as big a deal as it would be if we had multi-doctor tales on TV every right. season. Right. Not that I wouldn't want them. I would love to see multi-doctor tales. I'd love to see just, you know, more like the two doctors where, on TV, suddenly, boom, here's the second doctor intersecting his own timeline. It just happens. It's there. Yeah, except that he's not supposed to be able to intersect his timeline unless something big is is coming up. Well, remember, with the, with the Gallifreyans gone, he's been breaking a lot of rules of the time stream. Yeah. It makes yeah, you wonder know. if it's I, breaking the rules or breaking the law. Yeah. Now, you know, is I th- it Something you can't do or something you should. I thought that this was going to be a weekly series, but I don't see anything in next week's issue. So this may be, you know, like an ongoing uh, leading up to tooth because it shows that the trade paperback uh, will arrive in January. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anything that's saying that this is weekly like last year. They did it right. weekly. Um, right. So I don't know. Uh, although you could ish- uh, order both issues one and two as part of the event. Is it bi-weekly, maybe? Maybe it's bi-weekly. That would make a little bit more I sense. I could have sworn that it was more often than monthly. Well, it, it probably is, because it said you could order both issues one and two in the mm. May preview, so that would mean that two times a month. So maybe it's twice a month. I it Really, I don't see anything on yeah, MajorSpoilers.com. Yeah, it's the last page, Doctor Who Supremacy ah, number two. So. There you go. Yeah, it's a bi-weekly. All right. So twice a week. Got it. Um, what's, yeah, your yeah. Overall, what's your overall reaction to this? Uh, honestly, yeah, that's what we're here for. It's just kind of, yeah, you don't need to refute <laughs> me word by word for God's sake. Let me, let me finish a complete thought before you tell me I'm wrong about it. Um, I feel like this one right now we're in that first chapter. It's like the teaser before the, the mm-hmm. commercial. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see all four doctors in play. Right. I am excited to see how they try and work 9 and 12 if they get any screen time together. I'm happy to see a multi-doctor tale and this is just kind of the the framework, the setup, the you know, here's your MacGuffin and there's Alfred Hitchcock's cameo to get it out of the way and now, you know, we're past the credits. So, it's a good opening chapter. I feel like the you are absolutely correct. The art is super inconsistent. The art is kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but not to the point that it wrecks the experience, just that it kind of mutes some of the enjoyment. So it's not like bad art. It's just wobbly art and wobbly art. I think I can live with. 
if I were going to, you know, do this for the site, I would say it would be less than three and a half stars, but more than two and a half stars. So somewhere in in that range. Yeah, yeah I, I really think the art really was so jarring that mm-hmm. it kind of ruined the enjoyment of the issue for me. I really like the story and I really like the setup and I think it's done really great for that. And I want to see what's coming up next. Right. But the art, my gosh, is horrible. I'm sorry. And um, that that took the enjoyment completely out of it. I probably would hit it at a two, two and a half. I do say pick this up because I think that it's a it's a fun read. And I think it's interesting uh, because you're getting some of your favorite doctors, your favorite um, companions. And, of course, some of the, the biggest and best villains that have appeared over the most recent um, current Doctor Who run. Right. And so I think that's kind of cool. And I want to read more of it, but I'm afraid that if the art continues to be this way, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to chuck it. And my other thing is, I don't want to see this next year. For Doctor Who Comics Day 2017, I don't want to see a big crossover event. You know what I want to see for Doctor Who Comics Day 2017? What's that? Four Doctors from before the modern era. Well, you know, they've got three done. Yep. Uh, That that deal is done. Four is done as well. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if we'll ever get a one or a two now. Um, maybe that was the first there, maybe that was the first year for the doctor who, uh, comics day because they did have that big crossover. No, I'm thinking of the star Trek one. Yeah. Uh, that IDW put together, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of want it to give a rest because to me, it just feels like we just had a big doctor who event. Of course it was last yeah. year and I, I don't want to see another one for a while. I can definitely see that. I you you'll never get me to turn down a multi doctor story, even if it's the worst multi doctor story ever. Well, fortunately, this is not that. No, this is not that. This is definitely middle of the road. This is no uh, you know day of the doctor. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's marginally better than the two doctors, which really kind of got by the skin of its teeth. But yeah, when you look at something like this, I do agree with you that. The sheen of the special, oh, my God, how weird is this? What, what is this? Is a, like a once-in-a-lifetime thing cannot be kept up every year in a yearly mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what we need in this? We need What's the fourth that? doctor. Well, we need, a, we need something. I, yep. I'm really surprised they didn't try to uh, wedge the war doctor back in somehow. He's I more of a wonder, Dalek man, though, right? I wonder if there's maybe some... I mean, part of, obviously, part they don't the care about likenesses. They, they they don't care about likenesses, so they could do a oh, war doctor. Don't be like fit that. In there. Don't be like that. I can that. be like that if I want. Well, you say I can't when I do it. <laughs> um, I think that part well, of the reason shouldn't. that the ninth doctor took so long to get to comics was because of issues with the treatment. Hmm. Because BBC has been adamant that the ninth doctor never traveled with anybody but Rose and Captain Jack. So you can't give him another hidden companion, you know, like they did with Eleven between Amy and Clara. You can't do that with the Ninth Doctor. They won't let you. Yeah. That's one of the things, you know, one of the problems they had with Doctor Who Monthly when they were trying to show us the rein- the, the incarnation, the regeneration from eight to nine. They wanted to do it. And he said, no, you can't do it. He can't. You can't do this and this and this. And they're like, well, if we can't tell the story we want, we'll just leave the story untold. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, 
That happens. All right. Next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have Conan the Slayer number one. You can listen to that review on this week's Major Spoilers podcast. House of Penis number four. uh, Wondering Island trade paperback, which we will review next week on the Major Spoilers podcast. So uh, Dark Horse Comics stuff there. DC Comics says Action Comics 959. Holy cow. They're going to be up to to 1,000 before we know it. Dark and, four years. Dark and Bloody number six gets a uh, mature readers tag and a three ninety nine price tag. That's not a DC book. That's a Vertigo book. Uh, Detective Comics nine thirty six. That one will also be up to. Uh, well, wait, aren't they doing Detective and Action? Aren't these all bi weekly things? I don't know if they're bi weekly or not. Some of the or, books I, definitely are. Or by yeah. Superman and Batman are both bi monthlies. Flash is oh. is bi monthly. Uh, Wonder yeah. Woman is bi-monthly, so Flash number two comes out next week. Legend of Wonder Woman number eight. New Superman number one. I'm interested in seeing that book. Yeah. Comes out next it. week. Called it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wacky Raceland number two. Wonder Woman number two. And then uh, Greg Rucka's trade paperback of Wonder Woman. The first volume gets collected there for anyone who wants to pick that up. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of uh, DC uh, rebirth action going on next week. Nightwing rebirth number one. I know some people will be very interested in that. Uh, IDW Publishing has Archangel number two, Back to the Future number 10, Deviations trade paperback, the eighth seal trade paperback, Gutter Magic gets a trade paperback, uh, Ragnarok number nine, Power Puff Girls 2016 volume number one. Uh, let's see, we've got the Star Trek ongoing 59 and Walt Disney's Comics and Stories 733. Over I at Image Comics, they okay. have uh, December number 13, Horizon number one, Mirror number five. Morning Glories hits the big number 50. That's wow. also got a $6 price tag, $5.99. Wicked and Divine number 21 also arrives next week. Marvel Comics uh, continues the Civil War II action with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 7. Civil War II number 3. Civil War II Amazing Spider-Man number 2. Civil War II Choosing Sides number 2. And Civil War II Gods of War number 2. I think Power Man and Iron Fist also get into the uh, Civil War action next week. Daredevil number nine, Deadpool number 15, which is a Civil War crossover. That should be interesting. Gwynpool number four. And Spider-Man, Deadpool number four, Team Up. That's the third printing of that one. So pretty popular. In the All the Rest category, Adventure Time number 52, Aspen Universe Revelations number one. I think that is uh, Aspen's big crossover event. Mm -hmm. That's where the nine Aspen doctors. Yes. Team all, up. They're, they're all girls in bikinis. Yes, and they're all splashing out of water, all right. drawn by Michael Turner, who's been passed away now for, gosh, almost 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Bloodshot Reborn, number 15. Bolts, number two. Bunker, number 18. Uh, Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor, year two, number 12. The 11th Doctor gets a trade paperback. The 12th Doctor gets a year two, number seven. Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor, gets a number four issue. Wow, that's like 16 in dog that's years. That's like, uh, how many doctors you get next week? You get 10, three. 11, 12, and 4. If you don't count the trade paperback, that would be 3. Otherwise, it'd be 4. So, yeah. That's 4 doctors. 4 doctors next week. Domino Lady Threesome number 1. DreamWorks Madagascar number 4. What? DreamWorks Madagascar number 4. I didn't know Madagascar had a comic. Yeah, and I think that is, gosh, who is that? I want to say... Paper Cuts? I think it's Paper Cuts that Should does be. that one. Gold Digger 234. Goldie Vance number four. Uh, Hip Hop Family Tree number 11. That That's a good indie title. I think that's Lion Force or Lion Forge Entertainment that mm-hmm. does that. Um, Johnny Red gets a graphic novel. 
Lady Death Damnation game number one. That has a naughty cover, a uh-huh. Sylvestri foil cover, a standard cover, and a mm-hmm. temptress cover. Sylvestri foil is actually my favorite of the Looney Tunes. The premium Sylvestri foil cover has a $25 price tag. If you want the naughty cover, it has a $40 price tag. The other two versions have a $8 price tag. I especially like the ones with Sylvestri foil and his son. Yeah. Are in the cartoon again. That's my dad. Lumberjanes Gotham Academy uh, crossover number two. I've missed wow. number one for some reason. I'm going to have to go track that down. I did down. too. I didn't realize that was out already. I thought it was supposed to come out. I thought the first issue was supposed to come out closer to Comic-Con, but I guess not. So shows you how much I I'm thought, paying attention. I thought Ashley would have fallen upon that like a zombie and, yeah. and reviewed it. <laughs> Miraculous number two. What does that say? More? No, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, Only Living Boy graphic novel <laughs> volume two. Paybacks number one. Pink Panther number two. <laughs> Puppet Master, number 17. Uh, Sabrina, number five and six. Five is a second printing. Six is the mm-hmm. regular. And I don't think that that is the... Chilling, chilling Adventures? I don't think that's the Chilling Adventures. Maybe it is. I think it is. I don't know why they don't Just call chilling it the Chilling Adventures, Adventures of Sabrina, then. I'm wondering if it's one of those things where the cover says Chilling Adventures, but the uh, indie show says Sabrina. Maybe. Sherlock, a study in pink, short. number two. Mm. Six million dollar man... Fall number one. I think that's what? six million dollar man fall number uh-huh. one. I think that is Dynamite Entertainment doing that one. <laughs> Titan number three, Vampirilla volume three, number five. That's a reprint that's got some weird virgin edition cover for 50 bucks. Volume three, number five means it's number 15. Weaver's number three, uh, Wrath of the Eternal Warrior number nine. Those are just some of the comics coming out next week. Of course, you want to check Majorspoilers.com next week for the complete listing. And of course, if you're in doubt if any of these books are arriving at your store, you probably ought to contact your local comic shop and ask them because they don't always order everything on the list. So right. it would be nice. And if in some cases they may only order a couple of copies of uh, some of the things on the list, like Max Maximized. I bet your local right. comic shop maybe only ordered one. If at all. If at all. I wasn't going to say that, but if at all. Next week on Dueling Review. Walt Disney Comics and Stories number 733, Night of the Living Text. The fourth wall breaks as Mickey and Goofy discover they're really living in a comic book story with scary plans for them both. Then Donald Duck and Gyro are swallowed whole in a new William Van Horn adventure. You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important person at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep this show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for checking out Dueling Review, and we will talk with you next time when you'll hear Matthew say, 40 cakes, that's terrible. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.